Hurricane Henri is currently wreaking havoc where we are during the re recordation of this podcast. And I'm just thrown off. Why do dangerous storms get to have names? Because that just get, like that makes them more likable. Ooh, it, do it also gives them like a story arc. It's like Hurricane Henri is on the way. I'm invested now. Yeah, it's just clouds and rain. But in retaliation, as I do, I'm a brave soldier of this country. I'm going to start giving things I'm dreading names, like hurricanes are named. So, like, I got to mow my neighbor's lawn I'm for the third time of the week. Oh, you know, I got I got mowing lawn Deborah coming up. Or I'm going to Applebee's, <laughs> and I, I'm heading home from Applebee's, going to the bathroom. Oh, like, Applebee's John is, is coming up. Like, I don't know why hurricanes have the names on lock. I think you just cracked the code to life. Just start naming everything you don't want to do. Math test, yeah. that's Kyle. I don't want to do Kyle anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got SAT's Kyle is coming up and we gotta we gotta block the shutters. Kyle's Look, coming. Let's be honest, I'm not doing Kyle. Kyle's doing me. I'm failing those SATs. <laughs> Kyle's doing us. What is going on, baseball fans? My name is Jack, or Baseball's Dirty Little Secret, or the Grotto of Redemption. Once again, a lot of nicknames. Joined here by producer Wilson, who doesn't have any nicknames because he sucks, and Lorenzo, the birthplace of sliced bread. Rumble Pony. Almost forgot it. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like my nicknames are more iconic than yours. Just saying it. Rumble Pony has taken up its own persona. There are fans of the Rumble Pony. That's true, which I think is just, I don't understand it, because birth, good Birthplace of Sliced Bread is That's a better, better nickname than the Grotto of Redemption. But I think Baseball's Dirty Little Secret may be the best nickname ever. It's a good nickname. I think the Rumble Ponies, though, is just connected with fans on an intimate level that you can't replace. Like, you can't make that stuff up. Well, you you can. I did. Yeah, you probably could. We did. That's exactly <laughs> what we did. <laughs> That's what this show is. <laughs> this whole show is making stuff up. But how you doing, Jack? We have a hurricane that everybody was very concerned for our safety. We got a ton of DMs like, yeah. yo, you guys are part of that hurricane? And I started thinking, like, should I be worried? Like, are we going to die? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to the fans who are worried about our weather safety. We, it, Henri kind of seemed to, he didn't live up to expectations. We're fine. Only a couple trees have gone through my windows, so it's. Hasn't been too bad, so thank you for the – thanks to the fans, though. I was kind of peeved at Henri. First off, don't have a letter in your name if it's silent. I say we forbid silent letters in general. Stupidest yeah. thing in the world. Like, oh, this Stupid. is here, but it's not here. You're just trying to mess me up, and I don't appreciate that because I'm very gullible. And I was strapped in for a good hurricane day. I had a sweater on, sat in my bed, had the window it's curtain always, open. I was ready to go. It's always the sweaters for you. I love a good – I'm a big sweater guy. I'm yeah. sorry. Are you turtlenecking it or are you just kind of like, like I have the collar, have some fun? I have one turtleneck that I wear and I feel so confident in that I'll have to start bringing it on the pod more. There – I think there's a turtleneck phenomenon where when you wear a turtleneck and you look in the mirror, you feel so confident. So good. But whenever I – when someone else sees someone wearing a turtleneck, I don't think it's ever a positive reaction. I think it's very tough to pull off a turtleneck in public, but through self – like self-expression, you feel like the coolest turtle in the pond. You could rock a turtleneck more than me because I kind of got a girthy neck. 
Like my neck's dense, so it's it's kind of mm. tough sometimes. I got I worry about a little lip cut, like it goes over a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's not good. We don't want that. But I do. Yeah, this you, one you, turtleneck fits me good. <laughs> it's tough to be bulging out of your turtleneck. It's tough. Like sometimes I'm like, all right, we got to go to the neck gym and start doing some workouts and clean this up. Sure. Got a fat neck. Sure. What can I say? <laughs> or is it ripped? Could be. That's what I'll say. That makes me feel better. I'm also unreasonably sore from doing backyard activities with you this weekend yeah should not be this sore from mildly running yeah we we played some wiffle ball we did some spike ball just the american classics and it it hurt me to get up out of bed it was some light swimming just took a week of me like having to rehab and that's insane so i'm either out of shape or i'm out of shape so you got to pick one. Yeah. Well, no, we're for sure out of shape. But we also oh, we yeah. have a podcast, which is the main tell. Like, you go to the doctor's office. And oh, yeah. Like, like, how many hours of exercise are you doing a day? And I say, I have a podcast. And they go, oh, okay. Okay. We get it. We, You're we, going enough on. Said. Here's a diet. Here's your Jenny Craig diet. Go to work. We, yeah. we got work to make up here. True. Wow. We were out here, you know, doing some fun activities. The baseball games were still rolling, Jack. They did not stop. For Hurricane Henri, but first, we got to get to the people who are bringing you this episode of the We Got Us podcast, the newest Patreons. That's right, Vinny Perna, Perna or Perna? How would you go there, Perna? I go Perna. Perna, I like that. I like that. Levi Vote, Vote. That sounds Vogt. good. Vote, Vote. That's one ooh. of them. And then Hunter, nice and easy. Give me a layup. Got to hit your misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. Appreciate that. The other right new is Patron. Thanks for supporting the show. If you guys want to also support the show and receive your own shout-out at the beginning of every episode, go to patreon.com slash we got ice. Join today, extra episode of the podcast every week, access to a Patreon-only Discord server, merch discounts, and more. Again, patreon.com slash we got ice. Let's talk some baseball, Jack. Thank you to our patrons. Baseball's coming up. It felt like a really fun week. Of Dude, I felt fun. Yeah, it was, it was a fun little weekend, and before we start, it is the end of August. I don't know where time is going, but this is probably our last fun August baseball. We're having fun. Everything's good. Our next couple pods, it's going to start getting intense. September baseball, early September is fun. The way, it, Oh, it's fall, baseball in the fall. Then it's who's going to make the playoffs. Then it's like the narrow playoff races. Who is done? Who is rising up, trying to make a last wild card spot? Who's going to get the number one seed? That is happening. So I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited because it's going to start getting intense. Yeah, it's also our last podcast of you under 21 years old. So you got to bring that, pod- that up on the podcast too. People are not True. ready for that. You're going to be an old man. Also, also could be our last podcast ever because tomorrow be. is is never granted. So live life like it's your last day. That's See, you come here for wisdom knowledge and I facts i do yeah. agree though we're coming into september baseball getting heated everyone's starting school back up if you're not then everyone's just you know kind of getting ready for the fall season but you forget september baseball is when the dreams happen it feels like there's been a lot of collapses and rises in august which usually are safe for september so that makes me wonder what the hell's happening in september this year yeah it's either going to be a really lame september feels like it could be lame but probably not and it's probably going to be even crazier because it's just been a crazy season but i do i do want to go through to start i think the crazy 
or what do we start with? What are you feeling? Do you want to go style or beef? Ooh, let's go. Let's go style first. I'm always down okay. to start style. Yeah. So beef. the craziest thing that happened maybe this month is the Dodgers released their City Connect uniforms, and they're basically a NFL color rush jersey. Oh, that's such a good analogy. I haven't heard that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And they went Los Dodgers to like represent their Latino, Latinx community, but then just also all blue. I thought it was okay. It wasn't the best one, but it was like, okay. People were mad, but people are always mad. I know you loved it. I loved it. I thought they were great jerseys. The Color Rush ones, I'm a big fan of Color Rush uniforms in the NFL in general. Like the Seattle Seahawks Color Rush jerseys get me. You don't like those? The lime green ones? Yeah, I'm into those. Those warm me up on the inside. Those, I think eight-year-olds liked those. That's me. Yeah, you found True. Bingo. Figured it out. I love those. True. But I saw these Dodgers ones. They definitely were my favorite. But I saw them and I went, oh, that's cool. Also, it helps when Walker Bueller is wearing anything because I'm guaranteed to like it five that's points true. more than a normal person. So I was like, that that's attractive. But I thought they were good. I didn't – like I still see the uh, – we're, we're going to rank all the city jerseys. But I see I saw this one and I was like, that is a hit. Like that's a success in my mind. Yeah, I think they went – really tame they're the only one that stuck with the original colors and didn't do anything that's different true. really i, I just the white tough when you're the dodgers kind of the though because like you're so iconic. yeah i think it's like the yankees if they had a color rush what are they gonna do but also the red sox went crazy with it so i guess dodgers i would dock a few points for unoriginality that's fair. That's fair. But I also believe in do what you do good. The Dodgers blue is so good. So, like, you already know you have a hit. So just why not do it again? It already looks good. Do what you do good? It's like a good sentiment, but that just sounds so funny. It, it does sound funny. That's my, that's my as, wisdom. <laughs> as Abe Lincoln said, do what you do good. Do what you do good. Dude, it hits. It, it works. It so hits. I like it. It hit me in the heart. So how do you want to rank like, these? Like Abe Lincoln got hit. I don't know. I thought it was the head. R.I.P. I, I, was, I don't know if he got heart shot. Was it heart or head? Well, his heart was broken when he got shot in the head. You, yeah, that definitely breaks your heart. You're having a sad time yeah. after that. Do you want to rank these like one through six? Because there were six of them, right? There, um, I think there might have been seven. There was Red Sox, White Sox, Cubs, uh, Diamondbacks, Giants, Dodgers. Did I miss one? D-backs. I think I said D-backs. Well, I did too. Well, let's just rank them because I think there were six of them. I'll, I'll confirm. But do you want to do it Red one Sox, through six? Red Sox, Marlins, White Sox, Cubs, D-backs, Giants, Dodgers. Six, yeah. Get wrecked. Rump, let Rumble Pony ride. Let the pony ride. I've never <laughs> failed a math question in my life. So do you want to go like six to one here? Or do you want to do like S, A? How do you want to do this? Let's do tier system. So it's S, A, B, C, D, F. I agree. I think that's the move here because I feel like we might disagree a little bit. So I'm easier yeah. to comp with a tier. So let's yeah. start with uh, let's start with the Red Sox. How about we start there? So automatic hometown bias. But also they were the first ones to come out. So extra hype bias. Very so true. I just – the meaning was cool. They were Boston Marathon themed which really connects the city in a City Connect uniform, so I like that. I like how crazy they went because mm-hmm. it's yellow and light blue for a Red Sox, that's a historic team. Good. So I love that. How do they look on the field is a different question. 
I would probably put, I think the safe is a B. If you want to go A, I could maybe go there, but B seems right for me. See, I have B, but I, my critique is with people who bought them, not the players themselves. I've just seen a lot of mm. bad outfits with the City Connect jersey. If you're going yeah. yellow top, guys, you got to find, you can't be bold on the bottom too like if you're gonna no. go yellow you gotta go black on the bottom or you gotta go something simple and Jeans. i've just seen a lot of bad pictures with the city connector the on so that's my critique yeah main main critique of these for me is it's really hard to pull it off if you're not tj hernandez like me sadly or me it's tough to put on a pair of jeans and wear bright yellow into the into a market basket parking lot like it's it's really tough to pull off like, I love the yellow jersey. Like, if you rocked it with a nice pair of black pants and white shoes, like, you're pimping it. But it's oh, yeah. a limited selection. Yeah, like you said, you can't – It's a you put on that yellow jersey and you know you're. it's not a casual wear. You're like, I'm wearing yeah. this today. They don't improve your style. You have to be stylish. And it's like a – Very true. It's a fun jersey, but it's not a jersey. There's some of these jerseys on this list where if you're wearing them, you're just, like, instantly hunky. I like how you put that. These are requ- you like it should have like a disclaimer. Style is not included. You have to yeah. bring the style. It yeah. It should say like warning. If not sexy, don't buy. Yeah. If not at least a seven point two out of ten, do not cop yeah. this. And you gotta respect that. That's why I haven't also, bought it. Also, I think new our new bio for a podcast or maybe another podcast we do in the future should be called Instantly Hunky. Oh, my God, that's so good. Put it down. Wilson, put it in the notes. If you steal this, I'm coming and suing you. Anybody who's listening to this, just know that. Yeah. If anyone drops a podcast called Instantly Hunky, Wilson will drown. He, well, that's true. We don't want that. Yeah. Where do you want to go next? Should we go Chicago White Sox? Just stay in the Sox theme? I say we go in the order that they dropped. All right, what's next then? Because I forget. Marlins. Oh, so these are the red ones, right? The red ones that celebrated the, I think, the Negro Leagues. Their team, I think, mm. I forget what the team was called, but they had that color scheme. So this was another one that went different color scheme, but I think it hit. They went red and white. It was a red jersey, white pinstripe with a little light blue coloring. And I think this is one of those that you wear this with jeans. Oh, sorry, a little frog in my throat. I saw, if you wear I this with that. jeans, someone walks up to me in the bar, blue jeans on, some white shoes, this jersey on, I'm giving them my number. I might have to be. I also like that they were a fit. So, like you said, they. Uh, I think the team was the Sugar Kings, which just a great name, yeah. modeled yeah. after that. So that's pretty fire. I had to go look up a picture and refresh my full memory because I remembered them, but like not entirely. I'm with you. I feel like this is an easy A for me. These kind of crush it. This could be an A. This also they might be my favorite just on wearability of like if there was a jersey that I was gonna buy. This could be my S, but it seems like at least an easy A. Easy A. My twist on this is, like, this one's the same vein as the Red Sox one. Like, you have to have style. I just think it's easier to pull off this type of jersey. Like, the red jersey. And also, the Marlins are already known for going outlandish with their colors. So, I'm expecting it. So, when they do it, I'm like, that works for you because you're the Marlins. It makes sense. Yeah. It's still a little hard to pull off but i like tough. i might buy this one like i think you can pull it off like as soon as this goes on sale i might be topping follow the patreon yeah please yeah i've been looking to buy a city connector i'm like i don't have money for this they're so expensive yeah. also did we plug I have the patreon rant. huh did we plug the patreon patreon.com slash we got ice 
always plug to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Lugadots right now. Can I have a quick rant? Can I go off the rails a little bit real quick? Go off the rails. I at least recently was looking into inquiring an MLB jersey. Because TBH, I don't own an MLB jersey. Mm-hmm. I don't. I own jerseys, but I don't own an individual jersey. And I went down a rabbit hole, and I tried to buy one. And do you know that they do not sell a men's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. jersey? They don't sell it. MLB.com really? doesn't have it. Uh, Fanatics doesn't have it. Nobody has it. I spent a good 45 minutes looking for one, and I could not find it. And I think that's absolutely insane. So if I'm an idiot, please let me know. But I could not find it, and I was very offended. That's definitely an issue. I was like, this just reminded me, remember last year when Tatis was killing it and they had, like, no jerseys for him? And I was like, why is it so hard to get jerseys available? It is really hard. But at the same time, I don't blame them because every Nationals jersey now is, like, on sale for $5 because they traded their whole team. It's true. But I was like, Vladdy Jr., that feels like one you should have. That feels like you go on a website and it's right there. We got to get you a powder blue Vladdy jersey for sure. That's what I wanted. That's all I wanted in my life. And I was upset. But Marlins A. Easy. Yep. So what's next on the list? Next up, we do the White Sox. Chicago White Sox. Ooh, these are my Dark, favorite. mysterious, ominous vibe. Kind of like last level in Super Mario. Remember that? Where it's like the Halloween kind of vibe. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. They went south side on the front and the white text and then black with white pinstripes. This one was very similar to their normal uniforms or normal colors at least. But their colors are black and white mainly, so like it makes sense. But this one, I in my head, was the most critically acclaimed. See, I feel like if you don't like the Dodgers one, I'd be surprised if you like this one because they both took very similar routes. Like they were like, "We know what we do, and we're gonna do that," but just a little bit more flashy. Yeah. So, yeah, the the average reporter likes this the most. I think I like it the most, but I don't know if it's an S. I think it's still also maybe an A. It's not perfect. Yeah, I think this is an A. I'd personally rather wear the Marlins one over the White Sox. But I, this I is agree with that. It's a good jersey. It's, it's I it's think a good I like I like this one on the field the most. I think like Tim Anderson looked really good in it. Like Jose they all yeah. wore it really well. But if I was gonna buy one, I don't think I'd buy this one because it's so similar to like your typical White Sox jersey that I don't yeah. know if it's worth investing in like that. It's not gonna pop. It's it's so dope. But is it memorable? I don't know. Very true. On the other side, though, it is maybe the most wearable one. Casual wear, you put yeah. this on, you're kind of good. Like, you don't really got to worry. It's it's ultra wearable. Like, this is one where you can just put on with any clothes, any uniform. Like, you can't, you can't wear a hoodie under the other two ones. You can wear a hoodie under this one and go hoodie out over the jersey, and you're still looking fresh. A white hoodie? Marlins jersey could be fire. I think I need to buy a Marlins jersey. I think I need that. Feels like you need one. Feels like we both got to go buy a city jersey. What are we doing? Patreon.com slash we get us. Help us out. (laughs) Help us out. Help us get a city jersey. (laughs) These are are our problems we need. So I'll go go A here. It's not S. I wish they went a little bit more flashy, but it's still great. Yeah, still a great jersey. Then we go to the Cubs, which was, I think, the first one that people didn't like. Because they started White Sox, Marlins, White Sox, all really hit. I think they got people excited. The Cubs, they go Ridleyville with a navy-ish blue color. I don't even. It was interesting for sure. They go back to back Chicago, then they hit. They go from the White Sox to the Cubs one. 
what were you inst- what were you feeling instantly? So these are one of the ones that like the the Red Sox one grew on me and then fell on me and then grew on me over time. Same with the other ones. This one I feel the exact same as I felt on its release day. It's pretty cool, but for a City Connect jersey, not what I wanted. It's ve- I didn't hate it like other people did, but I was just like that's some. It's kind of a miss for me. So I feel a strong C. Like I'm very confident in putting this in a C category because it doesn't give me enough emotion. Yeah, I would have probably gone lower on the first day, but over time I was like, this is a subtle, like, cool jersey. It's kind of it's subtle for has sure. a timeless vibe to it. But it's also, I think, just the peak of it is a C. It doesn't they could have gone flashier, but also the the tub, so I get it. But it just seems kind of like a little league jersey, like a travel team jersey. I feel like it's the compare and contrast of the Cubs and the White Sox ones really represented where they are at organizational levels right now. Like the White Sox one, it's just so new and hip, and it's just awesome, and it's cool. And then the Cubs one is historic, but kind of bland and hard to get excited about at the current moment. So I looked at that, and I was like, Cubs fans love it, but it's not pushing outside of your Cubs fan. Like it's not stacking up against a White Sox or a Marlins one. Only thing I'd give it is maybe in, like, five years, could this be. will be – it because it's so forgotten, I could definitely see, like, sports TikTokers or whatever the app is being, like, no one remembers these Cubs jerseys, but they're kind of fire, and people find them at, like, thrift stores. That is true. It could, like, have a fierce 2026 comeback, like, all of a sudden. Yeah. It also might be the one with the most longevity. Like, you could come back to like, this – like, in 10 years, it might be hard true. to go back to that Marlins one because style changes so much. But, like, these Cubs mm-hmm. are probably going to stand the test of time pretty well. That's true. But they are still a C because they're, C. they're not that good. Yeah. Next, we go the D-backs. Now, these. Ooh, on second thought, these might be an S. I think these are kind of the – these are absolute ga- – I think these are the best ones. These might be an S. Yeah. These are my S. I like the D-backs. I love – tan is, like, my favorite color, like that cream tan. Color. And these are sick. It sucks that their team is so bad. And the only jerseys they're selling is a Madison Bumgardner. But I might even have to buy it because there's they look so sick. It does look sick. I just got a picture um, and of Taylor Jackson just holding a bat and some nice goggles. Looking like a handsome. Don't know who that is, but he looks so handsome in his jersey. Yeah. It's an S. I do agree. Tan, underrated color. You've been on a big tan kick lately. I've been on a tan kick like I'm the Sahara Desert. I cannot explain how much i love that color and this i think is a jersey that anyone can pull off but at the same time same time instantly improves your your style like it's such a nuanced jersey it's such a nuanced thing especially where we are up in new england to rock an arizona jersey that's stylish come on it is it's a pretty big flex and i think you like tan so much because it's a color you'll never be able to attain personally so it's like you're chasing after it (laughs) <laughs> that is so offensive, but also so accurate. I don't know how someone could ever say something so controversial, but true. I hit you word. I knew. I know your soft spots, and I had to go there. I was proud of that joke. I'm gonna be honest with you. That one. That one felt good. 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 But they're so. I mean, D backs. D back up. You killed it. I want this. D back up is their f- famous catchphrase. <laughs> D back up. I actually think that's their hashtag. I think it's is like it? D back up. I think it's something like D back up. It's something really bad like that. Prud- 
producer Wilson, look, search this up right now. Is it D back up? Can I go on a quick rant, by the way? Team Twitter hashtags are the funniest things to me. They're all so weird. Yeah, I think I think people are gonna get more creative with it. Last year they were really prominent. This year they're not as much. Maybe it's like a playoffs thing, but I haven't seen them going around this much. But last year everybody was using them. It's definitely a playoff thing. Like I remember raise up. Yeah, is a good one. And it was like I definitely don't think it's D back up. It might be D back up. It could be. I would not put it past because while the D backs killed their jersey and they might win the tier list. Everything else they've done this year has been pretty bad. So, and it it I mean that's an accurate catch race because every time a batter steps up to the plate, you're yelling D defense back up. Like it's we're true. gonna give up a hit. It triple triples so in the gap yeah, every play. It's just don't, true. Hey, I know my hashtags. Don't doubt me. I promise that's wrong, but we'll find out. So we got an <laughs> S. What's next on the list? We only got a couple more. To next go. on the list, then we go to the Giants, which this was a roller coaster for me. I was maybe swindled a little bit by the Chris Bryant signing and how good their team is and how fun their team is. I liked it at first. It lost momentum on me real quick. Now looking at it, it might be a C. It could be a D for me. I, I feel like it. I loved the idea of it. The fog is cool. But that color orange and on the white, I was like, I think this is the first one that is just a downgrade from the normal Giants jerseys. Wow, that's a powerful take. You just came in so hot on that. See, I thought you loved these. I really liked them at first, but I keep looking at them, and it's like, I don't know how longer, how much longer I can defend these. You, your opinion. So I came into this pod thinking you were coming in S on the San Francisco Giants jersey, Ooh. and now I'm shook. Like, I, I don't know how to react to this. So Where I'm, were you coming in? I'm a B. I don't think they're that bad. I think they're pretty good. I like the subtlety of them. They kind of just play really nice, like, on the field. Like, on field, Buster Posey and one of these jerseys looks nice. I think it's very wearable. It's not the most stylish, but I think it's – if you go – with if I had this one or the Cubs one, I'm going to go this one because it pops a little bit more. We can go B. I'm okay with setting on C. If you're in a D and I'm in a B, we can meet in the middle. I'm okay with a C. No, we we can go B. Just be the Giants are fun. I'll, I'll give it B. They're fun. This is this is yeah. caught me completely off guard. I was not ready for the Giants bashing on that. Yeah, I'm a I'm a surprising man. I'm full you of surprises. You surprise me quite often. Ah, so, <gasps> oh God! I think there are seven after all. I think we we still miscounted because we have one more to go. Red Sox, Marlins, White Sox, Cubs, D-backs, Giants, Dodgers. Wait. We're dumb. Yeah, we're dumb. There's seven. Wait, Red Sox? No, seven. do not count again. You're not counting again. There are seven. I'm not counting. I'm not counting. I'm not counting. <laughs> the last one we have <laughs> is the Dodgers. So I feel we've already talked about these. I think it's a B. Oh. I enjoy them. The hat is the t- – this is where we have to set our argument. The jerseys themselves I think are pretty cool. The hats do kind of suck. Hats suck. This is a classic situation where the top is bad and the bottom's what makes the whole thing work similar to me because the blue pants make the jersey because it is like a color rush thing it's true the other jerseys the pants aren't really involved in the uniform but the dodgers the really big thing they changed is the pants are all blue and like it's just a whole color rush situation so for that and for that creativity on the pants i'd maybe go be the hat suck 
It's true. The hats suck. And we do have to knock points off for creativity. They didn't really do much. The hats are bad. I'll, I'll come in D. I think D is a fair. I like yeah. them, but comparatively, they're probably a D. Yeah. I like what they like. I like the idea, but just like stylistically, it is very similar to what they wear every day. It does kind of feel like we have to do a City Connect jersey type thing instead of, oh, we have to do a City Connect jersey. So that's a little disappointing. But at the end of the day, I think if you buy any of these, none of them are bad jerseys. They're all good. None of them were bad. Yeah, I'm sure some, like, people people obviously have their preferences, and I think that's perfect because you can pick from how many there are, seven, six, or five, we don't know, pick from the selection, and you'll probably really like at least one. And, like, we're Red Sox fans, but my favorite wasn't even the Red Sox. So it works out how there's just a lot of fun new jerseys. So if we were to rank this whole City Connect drop, I think it gets an S. It had hype. It was evenly spaced yeah. out enough. The Dodgers one I saw came a little too late in the season. But all the rest of them were nice and evenly spaced out. They all went viral on Twitter and Instagram. They all had something to talk about. And there's people both ways on every one of them. So I think success. I think they killed it. Yeah, I think this is an S. Maybe you could go A, high A. Um, but I think they really, for me, it's an S. The only thing, and they also leave more to to desire because there's only six or seven teams. We really got to figure this out off air. I, How many teams I think it's seven. Are? I'm telling you, it's seven. Seven. What about seven? <laughs> there's a lot more teams left. How many 30 minus seven is? Who really knows? But are they going to do this next year with seven different teams? That seems like it's in the bag. That's exciting. Off the bat, what's one team you can't wait for? New City Connect. See, I was thinking about this. I'm like, we better be getting another drop next year. You got to keep this rolling. And I, I'm going both ways. I feel like Mets could have a really, really fun one just because their mm-hmm. colors pop so well. Bobby Bonilla on the front cover. Ooh, that's good. But I'm also going to go... I'm going to go Orioles here. I feel like bad teams have to try harder with their City Connect True. jerseys. You got to make waves. You got to come out hot. And we've been notably critical of the Orioles orange. So let's see what they can do True. with it. Yeah. I think that's a team that could go full black. Like embrace the black. That's true. And kind of ditch that orange. Maybe throw in another color. I like that. I'm interested in what the Rangers Astros could do. I feel like they could do something Ooh, real Astros fun. Astros are a good one. Maybe Mariners, too. I like. I think they have a lot yep. of good options. And then Blue Jays, I'm curious, because they're uh, they're from Canada. So I wonder if they would bring some Canadian spice. That could be fun. Like, have the Space Needle. Maybe they're covered in needles. Yeah, like, what's the style in Canada right now? Like, how would you incorporate? I like that. I like that. That's pretty cool. Also, yeah. Seattle, I feel polite. like. It's true. The polite jersey. Seattle has, like, notably good jerseys in general. Like, they're a good jersey mm-hmm. city, so I feel like they'd crush it. Yep, Seattle's probably my number one pick. If if we're betting on who has the coolest City Connect DraftKings, hit us up. Betting on the coolest yeah, City know. Connect jerseys next season. Seattle seems like a shoe in for like a fire jersey. Just as like I'm sure they're gonna be really hyped next season. They're probably gonna make a big free agent signing. Oh yeah. Let's go Mariners. If you if you had to be a fan of one other baseball market but or one other sports market besides Boston, where would you go? We've talked about Mariners for a while, how it's it's fun I there. I Seattle. Seattle's the easy pick for me. The Tigers are growing on me. I really did not like what the Tigers were doing, but 
they're kind of growing on me a little bit. So it might be them. But then you got to take like on the, the Lions teams. and the Pistons as well for doing like full sports market. You got to get some bad football team. Yeah, I'm really out on the Lions and Pistons. So that's like a bad. You're going to Detroit. Like you're getting a whole package. That's tough. They, they really like well, their Seattle doesn't really. There. They got the Seahawks, but they don't even have a basketball team anymore. Seattle. True. They just got a hockey team now, so they could cut, they're kind of hot in the streets. What's this? Oh, they did get the Kraken. It's a Kraken. Now people hate the name the Kraken. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was all right. People are like, cool. it's mythical. I'm like, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mascot. They're all mythical. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they got the Coyotes. Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes aren't. They're not real either. Who even thinks Coyotes are real? And also, Mister yeah. Met is not pulling up casually to your next Dunkin' Donuts over there. Guys made up. Yeah. What's I mean, we, we went over this on the Patreon pod, patreon.com slash we get ice, but the Astros are na- that's just short for the astronauts. Because somebody was scared of a nickname, which is just my way of living. That's so, yeah. that's such a me thing to do. You just live in fear, so you do stuff to anticipate and it. And astronauts <laughs> are basically a mythical creature because the moon landing was fake. See, I so. think we just solved all these issues. So, Jack's going to Detroit, I'm going to Seattle, and the We Got Us podcast is officially breaking up. So, glad to announce there's one, this. There's one more place I'm going. Where are you going next? To pee. Go pee. I'll start leading us in. You just come back. Lead us in. I'll start the segue conversation. Us, segue us. I'm going to go urinate in my yard because my bathroom is still being renovated. All right. Daddy's on the mic alone. Welcome to Zoe's show. Go pee. Yeah. Go pee. Don't, Let me go. Don't cancel us. I might cancel us. There's no guarantee you're coming back to a show. Okay. How about we talk about the NL wildcard race, guys? That's right. Let's do a little hot or not section. Where are my Cincinnati Red fans at? Where are my San Diego Padres fans at? Shout out. Because let's talk. The Reds overtook the San Diego Padres as the second wild card team this weekend. That's right. The Padres are on a very bad streak. 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. Coming into the Sunday game against the Phillies. They had a big comeback win in their last game over the Phillies, though. Jay Cronenworth game-tying home run off Aaron Nola after being no-hit for the majority of the game. But they lost two out of their last 10 games prior to that. Six out of seven to the D-backs and the Rockies, who the Giants and the Dodgers have just beaten up on completely. They now fall to 12 games out of the division lead, and they're officially a half game back of the Reds for the wild card spot at the time of this recording. The Reds, at just that time, have decided to get hot, 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 seven and three in their last ten as they head into a giant series starting Monday against the Milwaukee Brewers. This is dangerous for Padres because we've been talking about if Tatis gets back, they'll be able to get okay. We talked about them for the division for a long part of the time now. But now they're on the outside looking in for the first time since basically April. Dodgers have opened up a 10-game lead on them. So it's Reds and Padres to the death. Very concerned about that. But some teams in baseball are getting red hot. The Braves, Dodgers, and Yankees have all won nine games in a row. That's right. All of the preseason favorites. Finally getting it cooking. Braves have opened up a five and a half game lead on the Philadelphia Phillies. Couple weeks after the Phillies led the division, everybody was gassed up in Philadelphia. Bryce Harper for MVP. And don't look now, Mets fans, but the New York Mets are seven and a half games out of first place after leading the division. All of a sudden, the NL East goes from the most exciting division in baseball to basically wrapped up, Jack. So let's start. With the Reds and the Padres, and they're joust for playoff position. Let's get your take on that. How was your pee? It was good. The mosquitoes are nasty, though. Yep, you got a little bite bite? It's all good. I'll heal for you. 
bunch, yeah. On the bottom of my feet, I'm getting bit. It's like, what? Is that even allowed? I didn't even know that was physically possible. But the Reds overtook the Padres, Jack. Padres, slumping hard. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Padres fan, who could even imagine this happening? You make so many moves. You're so hyped up. You're so fun. You got Tatis. You're not beating the Dodgers. You're not even beating the Giants. And now you're not beating the Reds. Who, so, who saw this happening? Here's a question I saw going around Twitter. I don't agree with it. I'll pitch it to you. Do you think that the Padres forced open a window instead of letting their window come naturally? I think they did, but I think that's what everyone does. I think you. That's I agree, but people were saying they rushed it, that they weren't ready, that Tatis wasn't ready, their young core wasn't ready, and that they went all in at a bad time just because of how good the Dodgers were positioned and everything. I thought that was a bad take because I'm like, you have to go in. But a lot of people were saying that. A lot of people were criticizing them trading for you, Darvish. They were criticizing them trading for Snow and just how they've operated. And it caught me off guard because how fast baseball changes. I did not think that the Reds were going to overtake the Padres. I did not think it was going to happen. But they have. And the Padres, Darvish is coming back for a big series against the Dodgers, but they're 10 games back at the Dodgers now. Their, their only chance is that second wild game spot. And if I'm a Reds fan, I feel way more confident right now than if I'm a Padres fan. And it's not even close. Yeah, this is a storyline that kind of snuck up on everyone because the Reds have been kind of popping for a while now. Like, Votto's They're just hot. seeming like he's carrying this team. But the Padres got nothing. They're, they got no hype. And they've, what, they're 2-9 and nine in the last 10, 2-8? and eight? Like, they just can't, they can't win. 2-9 and nine in the last 10. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing it on the math pod today you're crushing it bro it is crazy they just had as we're recording this last night they had a giant win over the phillies like i talked about cronenworth game tying home run after getting no hit so that could spin a team into a good streak but it is crazy that the padres best case scenario now is beating out the cincinnati reds barely for a playoff spot like that is their to, their best case scenario is a road playoff game and if you ask the padres man before the season started that's a disappointment so i think we have to look at this padres team Trying to say they're a disappointment. There's a lot of moves they have to make and figure out around this team. Like, is it worth risking Tati's health if your team is not really contending for a playoff series? You have them for 13 years. Like, what is the energy there? Why are they like this this year? So that's something I'm curious about, Padres fans. What's wrong? Yeah, it's, it's definitely weird energy because there has to be, like, I don't know if there's one person who the blame is on. Tatis is playing good. I know it's Tommy Pham's had kind of a rough year. Um, but like Snell and Darvish, like they haven't been like horrible. I know. I mean, Clev is like just out. Like there's things, but it does. Maybe the argument of their windows not quite open makes sense, but I don't think they rushed it. But it does seem like timing didn't line up. Like Clev's out. Mackenzie Gore isn't like a Cy Young like people yeah. kind of thought two years ago. Which obviously, like he's still so young, but. Maybe they're looked like the Padres. I think no matter what, next year is still going to look good. Like the year after that, is still going to look really good, which probably infuriates a lot of fans because people are like, "Oh, you thought they were going to be good this year? Why will they be good next year?" But I do think they'll get better and better every year. Yeah, I do look at this team though, and maybe it's just because they're slumping. And this is my reaction now. Like I watched their full game against the Phillies when they came back. They came back and they were getting no hit, and then they tied it up off Nola. They shouldn't have left him in that long anyways. But they tied it off Nola in the ninth. And I just, it feels like a lot, a lot of talent. 
but it doesn't feel really like a team. Like, it doesn't fit, doesn't feel like a fit to me. Like, Blake Snell doesn't really fit on the Padres. I can't make it, can't make it work. Like, yeah. the whole, their combination. And, like, there was tra- rumors of trading Eric Hosmer at the deadline, and I understand the concept of that, but that's obviously bad juju for your locker room no matter what. And it just felt like this whole season has been kind of a reaction. Like, Tatis is hurt, and we need him, so we're moving him to right field on the fly. We need to clear up cap space because we're not as good as we are, so we're going to trade Eric Hosmer. We're, we need to keep making these moves. It just feels like they're reacting to everything that's happening, and they're not, like, anticipating anything. So it's, they've been behind yeah. the eight ball all year. Yeah. Obviously, hindsight's 420, but the Blake Snell fit does feel forced. It doesn't I feel also, like that's a great fit. I also have some criticism of how this roster built. Like, we keep saying that you can't have too much depth, but it's very odd for them to continue to sign infielders when their bullpen needs improvement and when they could have gotten better, like, even just pitchers or stuff. They keep going out. They traded for Adam Frazier, which looks good when Tatis is hurt, but they signed Jerickson Profar in the offseason for a good amount of money. They brought in Kim another infielder for a good amount of money. It's like where it's very odd that they, I don't understand really what Preller, the mix on this team. It's like, you can't have too many cooks in the kitchen. There's not enough playing time to go around for everybody. Yeah. And you're, I don't get that philosophy. And, and I don't know if this move would have changed this two and eight record in their last 10 and kind of the subpart play since the trade deadline. But imagine if Scherzer came over and you're giving up more prospects and then, in two years, you've dealt for Darvis, Scherzer, Snell, and Clevenger. Like, and you they just, just traded in one year for four aces, and you're still, like, not, like, I don't, would Scherzer have fixed this team? I don't know. So maybe it's a blessing that the Dodgers swept them up. And also, they just lost two out of three to the Phillies. Won just one final. They lost 7-1 to one to the Phillies today. So they lost another series to another team in the hunt of them. Feels like it's going downhill. And also, something I see all over Twitter and TikTok, and I've been trying to figure out how to check this, but I don't know how to check it, actually. They change their lineup, like, every day. Like, they rotate their spots in the lineup constantly, whether it's subbing guys in or keeping it. And we notice this with the Red Sox. Like, you kind of get the same five guys every time. Now that the Yankees have a healthy lineup, you're starting to see that a little bit more, even though they did it earlier in the season. It doesn't feel like a lot of continuity there. And, it's, and then you go to a team like the Reds, where it's like, Every day you're getting Winker, Castellanos, Zavada, one, two, three in the lineup, wherever they fly. I think they're two, three, four. And that's what you're getting every day. You know exactly who's playing, exactly what each team player's role is, and they're just going out and doing a damn thing. It's like they have an identity. The Reds hit. That's what they're going to do to you. What is the Padres' identity? They're not the fun team this year. They can't, their offense is not good. They can't beat you via pitching. Like, what's their identity? Yeah, I, I really think that's what they're missing. And obviously, we're not watching Padres baseball every night, which is the issue. Last season, it is we the were. Issue. I was so, I was so entranced by the Padres last night or last year, t- this year, not really. So they need to get that back, but they don't have any one thing that they're dominating in, and they don't have, as you're saying, like an identity because their identity was fun and really good. Slam Diego. This year, they're kind of just like they're a good team. They're not horrible, but yeah. The Giants are just winning a lot more games. And we did expect a regression from the Padres. Like, we've never seen this team do it for 162. And it's hard to be that fun team for 162 games. It's a grueling season. So, could they turn it on in September? I think they're the team to watch. I think September watch, they're the number one team to watch because it's either going to show us a lot about this Padres group or it's going to show us nothing. Like, either they have 
a switch. Can they kick that fun where the Padres switch into gear? Or is it just a bad year for them? Because if they miss the playoffs, that's a massive disappointment. Like, very big. That would probably be the biggest surprise of the season if Giants win the division, Padres miss the playoffs. That's like, wow. And that shows you... And that shows you you don't know anything about baseball prior to the year. No matter how, how many moves you make, and that's just another argument for me against the salary cap, no matter how many star players you go out and get, you have no idea how your team's going to actually work together because baseball is a weird sport, man. Yeah. I, very weird. I might look up some, like, what are Blake Snell and Darvish doing? So Darvish is hurt right now, and I know Blake Snell have had a lot of trouble going deep into games this year. He's been better of late, but he's been struggling. And same with Darvish. He got hurt a little bit. He hasn't been like the ace they needed to, but he's been killing. He's not been doing great. But while you're looking at yeah. it, I'm going to kind of shift to the next topic. Uh, pop those numbers up if you got it. But I have yeah, a little question it. for you, Jack. I'll go for it. Okay. So Snell is 4-8 ERA, 6-5. and five. He's started 23 games. That's so kind it's of like, what he's been since his Cy Young years. Though. Like, Blake Snell was dominant in the playoffs last year, but he's been a little bit of a not a good, not a great pitcher. Yeah, you don't really want a four, you almost a five ERA, and then Darvish. He started twenty three games as well, so same amount, three seven ERA, seven and seven record, hundred thirty one innings pitched. So, kind of just like all right, but disappointing for two aces. Yeah, they don't have that guy to, like, grasp their rotation. Like, Walker Bueller's been nuts this year for the Dodgers. They don't have that. So, they're missing. It seems like they're missing that that slot on every part of their lineup. Their rotation, their bullpen, their lineup. Just yeah. slightly disappointing. And it's not what you want to see. Joe Musgrove, three ERA. So, he's Musgrove's he was good. their best pickup out of the other studs they signed. I remember when they got him and Tyone went to the Yankees. I was like, damn, those guys are going to be factors. And they've both been good this year. So respect where respect yeah. is due. But, Jack, the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Yankees, all preseason favorites, all have had wild years. They're all officially hot. They've all won nine games in a row. I already went over this to the audience. But I want you to tell me, how many of these teams will end up with their, their division crown at the end of the year? They're all the hottest they've been all year. Who's winning the divisions? I mean... We can start with the Dodgers, I guess. The Dodgers are killing it. The Dodgers are always going to be in strike. I think they still have a chance to win the division. I'd maybe give that, like, a decent chance. Then you go Yankees. They've been killing it. I think they have a really good shot. They've just been playing unbelievable, nine in a row. And then you go the Braves, who I think have the best shot, because the Phillies and Mets have been good at times, but they've just been blowing it. And they let the Braves, who have had so many star players in the league, just out for the year, gone from the team, arrested, and you're let the you're letting the Braves be a handful of games up on you? Like that, this is and the, it's almost September. It's late. It's almost crunch time, and the Braves are in first by a good amount. After the Phillies just won against the Padres at the time we're recording this, and now it's down to a five-game lead. But the Braves have the largest lead in the division of any of these teams, or of any division in of these three teams. Like of these three teams, the Braves' lead is the largest by a division leader. And two weeks ago, they were in not in first place. They have been the hottest of a hot, while the Mets are seven and a half games out of first place. That is not you can't come back from that. 
Like, that's season-burying. Yeah. We're September baseball, guys. We only got, like, 35 games to go at this point. Seven and a half with 35 to go, that's a giant number. Five is the number. You need to be within five to have a reasonable chance. Seven and a half, that's just crazy to me how fast the NL East went from the most interesting division in baseball to basically wrapped up. Just like that. By the Braves, who are a team that were, I mean, they were favorites, but then they were so just mediocre the whole season. And now they're running away with the NL East. It kind of proves me how flawed this division is. We all kept saying one year, just all year, just get hot. And for the first time all year, one of these teams have gotten like hot and on a winning streak and it wrapped up the entire division. Yeah. That's all it took, just a winning streak. All you got to do is win. One two weeks of good baseball and you win the NL East, and that's exactly what we finally got. It just happened a little earlier than we all expected. And people could be clipping this when like the Phillies or Mets win the division, um, which it's always possible. Good but for clout. The Braves are five games ahead in the NL East. Like that is crazy. They got hot when the other teams didn't. The Mets have always been playing awful, but the Phillies, I think they're playing a little better lately, but they had a rough stretch, so the only way to reverse that is the Braves got to tank, and then one of those other teams has to win nine in a row, basically. It is crazy. So I put the Braves as like a lock for the division at this point. The Dodgers, this is the hottest the Dodgers have been all year, and the Giants have still been able to fight them off. It's still one and a half game over the Dodgers in the division. I'm really worried. If I'm a Dodgers fan, if you can't overtake the Giants now, what is it going to take to pass this team? Like, you're so hot. Nine in a row, you're crushing it, and the Giants are still just keeping you away, keeping you, like, just enough distance away, keep you in jabbing distance. And, like, you are you're, you can very easily take it. You're only one and a half games out, but it's just so demoralizing if you're a fan. Like, this is a hot—we're so hot, and we still haven't been able to get that. They obviously are the team with the higher, highest chance, I think, to catch somebody. Yep. Yeah, I think— We've gone back and forth on the Giants so much, but my official prediction I right now is the Giants are going to be the wild card team. I think the Dodgers are going to catch them just because one and a half, is, I mean, that's two games. Giants See, I got, two in a row, Dodgers win two. I got Giants because if they can fight off a hot streak like this by the Dodgers, they haven't shown me anything that they can't do. So the Dodgers had to get this hot to make it a race, like a tight race. The Giants have just been doing their thing all year. They don't need a nine-game winning streak to win the division. They just got to keep doing what they're doing. So I think they that's far more sustainable. The Giants might need a nine-game winning streak to end the year. They could, but I think it's more likely that the, the Dodgers had ground to make up. They're play, they had to do this. The Dodgers, Giants didn't have to do this, you know what I mean? They've kind of been yeah. there. But right now, like, obviously, like, the season, like, kind of doesn't matter what, what you've done in the past. The Giants got to yeah. just win a lot of games, and the Dodgers got to basically win the same amount of games. And I think I think the Dodgers have a better chance. Dodgers turned up to heat. We're playing ball now. Yeah. And then the last one, Yankees, they're four and a half out of the Rays. I think the Yankees aren't going to be able to catch the Rays just because the, Ray, the Red Sox had such a tank, and they've been so bad. And the Yankees are, like, hot, like same as the Dodgers. They're so hot right now. They're bound to come down a little bit. And the Rays just don't go down. They just took two out of three yeah. from the White Sox. Like, they, they're they just going to win. Keep doing what they're doing. And the Yankees five games out. They're going to need another giant hot streak. And the Rays just don't lose at that rate to, like, fall off. Yeah. This, I think, is similar to the Giants-Dodgers situation. But I agree. I 
I don't think the Yankees can play better than, better than they have been, and the Rays just don't. They're not losing ground. So I think it's going to be impossible to catch, catch the Rays with a month they, left. But Yankees closed the gap on the Red Sox. They could close the gap on the Rays, too. Like, they have the talent to do it. It's just the Rays are so, like, losing streak-proof, kind of. It's very odd. Yeah, they could go on, like, a little slide, but I think it's just more likely that they're just going to go, like, 500 even to end it's the year, to and it's still tough to catch them. Yeah, you got you to gotta beat the Rays, and the Rays, especially when they play each other, Rays kind of always win that matchup. So it's getting fun. A lot of September races to preview. Giants-Dodgers September baseball is going to be so fun to watch. But let's give a little bit of love, Jack, to a team we don't talk about a ton, but a player we should talk about more, Miguel Cabrera. Just hit his 500th home run of his career today, joining 28, 27 other people, I think, technically, to hit 500 home runs. That just gets a clap. Clap for the chat. That's so that's so awesome. I'm watching Miguel Cabrera hit, like, in his prime. I was, like, 12, 13 years old, so I guess I didn't fully understand the impact of it. But when you see a number like 500, you're like, that's impressive. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people haven't done it. And he is one of the few people who have done it in the history of baseball. 500 home runs is obviously a crazy landmark. First person to do it in six years. David Ortiz was the last one to do it. Midi gets it done on this Tigers team. We've kind of forgotten about for like a couple of years. He's still doing his thing. Old man Midi started the season with that snow home run. And now he finally hits his 500th, which I'm really happy for him. And I think it's, we might have taken for granted that he was going to get there a little bit it took him a while and i'm glad that he got that because you'd hate to see him retire at like 498 or something so it's upsetting. it's always good to see him hit that number because he he's an old man so to get that 500 under the belt is cool to see the celebration in the locker room give the tigers a little hope again overall great story I always get scared when players so close to a milestone and they're old. I'm like, I really hope they don't get like hurt or anything. They're able to hit this. And, yeah. Like, like you retire injury, like 499. Like Miggy must feel so much of like weight off his shoulders now. Like I did it. I hit 500. That must also be a very pressure filled swing every time. Like I got to get one more, just one more. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, Miggy started his career like World Series legend, and like when he was like 20, and now he's ending it like 19 years later. So I don't think he's probably feeling that much pressure. I think he's used to it. But, true. I mean, still, you're. It's crazy to think like your average forty-one-year-old or however old he is. Like imagine that, and then imagine Miguel Cabrera having to try to hit a home run. Like he's, he's just built different. That is really, such there's a no crazy other way to thing. say it. It's so crazy. And then like even just if you compare five hundred home runs, like other feats in baseball, is there anything like more impressive than hitting five hundred bombs? 600 bombs. 600 bombs is up there. Or Barry Bonds. I think the only number that gets me more excited than 500 home runs is free salad hits. That's really cool. Yeah, and I think those go hand-in-hand. Hand. It's kind of like 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. Like, if you can get both of those, that's that's crazy. But You're a certified Hall of Famer. Yeah, 3,000 hits might be... What's cooler? I think the 500 home runs is cooler but 3,000 hits is awesome. I just like the 500 dingers just feel so right to me. If you looked at all the people with 3,000 hits and all the people with the 500 bombs, who do you think is the better players? Probably the 3,000 hits, I'd assume, if we're doing yeah. players. Cause... I, f- I feel like if you get the 3K hits, you're like an automatic like all-time legend. True. If 500 home runs, you're also probably an all-time legend, I think but you're you can automatic also just no be like what. a power hitter. 
That's true. But, like, the guys on the list, like, you're looking at Barry Barnes, Albert Pujols, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez. I do like the freestyle hits because those tend to be the players more like Ichiro, Rajita, who kind of, like, did it all around, were started defensively as yeah. well. I might go 500 homers, but I think freestyle hits is the only award that contests that. Like, no pitching. Like, freestyle strikeouts, especially nowadays, doesn't do it for me because everybody strikes out everybody. So, I don't know. Yeah. doesn't really fill my, fill my pickle jar as much. Yeah, yeah, the pickle jar is, isn't filled as much for me as well. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. So good for Mickey. We kind of love that. Yeah, good good for Mickey. I mean, he is someone that as soon as he retires, it's going to be flooded. Or maybe this even happens now that he hit 500. It happened today. It's going to be flooded sure. with like the, like, remember how good he was? Like, I remember when I was, I guess I was in like late middle school, like like training for high school baseball had my midi jersey on, like, just trying to get worked in the cages. Like, he's just a a hitter. Like, he's just like a, a pentagon that just sits in the box and just swings and hits doubles. Like, this just, he just hits. He makes it look, he makes every at-bat look like BP in his prime. How many sides does the pentagon have? This is a serious inquiry by me. Five. Okay, because I sat there and I was like, wow, he looks like a oddly shaped square? I didn't really know what a pentagon yeah. was. Good to know. I didn't know that. But also, Mickey jersey, going into high school, kind of hot boy look. Oh, for sure. It, be, it was kind of like everyone's wearing their big poppies, but you got that Mickey. It's like, oh, it's out of town. Ooh. It's not not a Boston player, but also he's like a legend, so it's like an easy choice. What was the most worn jersey by like teammates on your like middle school baseball team? It A lot of Pedroia and Big Poppy. Um, Makes sense. Mickey was up there. Joe Maurer, it might have been. I feel like Maurer got some love. Ooh. Yeah. It's good. I was, I was trying Felix to think Hernandez. of like early. Who? Felix Hernandez and Roy Halladay were, were popular ones. Roy Halladay, that's a good one. I like that. Felix, you pull up with a Seattle Mariners. Like, you can't hate somebody for having Hernandez or Cabrera jersey. You can't. You can't. You got you to gotta put respect on that. I got one last topic I want to get to before we get to our shout out of the week, guys. So get excited for that. We got a fun t- segment coming up for you later. The Orioles hate on Twitter has been really confusing me lately. Just a quick little rant. The, the Orioles are really bad. And I think they're projected to finish with like 50 or 51 wins to end the season. And yeah, that's bad. Like historically bad. And this is the third straight years they've been really, really bad. But I've seen people like Buster Olney and other reporters just going in like the Orioles are the reason for competitive imbalance in baseball. Like this team is terrible. This organization is bad for the game. And it's just started making me wonder like this isn't the first time we've had a really bad team. Like, remember the early Houston Astros, like 2010-2012 era, before they became Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman. They lost, like, 100 games, like, four years in a row. They were terrible. And, like, we had, we see these ups and downs go from smaller market teams. So why are the Orioles the team that, like, the Diamondbacks are very bad. They haven't been good for a while. Like, since, what, 2017, they've been pretty bad. And there's other teams in baseball who've been bad in that time. So why are Zays the ones? Yeah. I think I agree. It's 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 a lot of slander. I think the one thing is the Astros went from really bad to really good, really quick. The D-backs they've signed big players. They've made attempts. I think the Orioles have just been tanking for like four seasons, and there's no like recent like 
they're not going to make the World Series next year. Like, they're, it seems like they're just bad with all their future looks like right now is bad. So I think that's maybe where the criticism is coming from. Because, like, the D-backs, they sign Madison Bumgarner. They get competition stirring, but then they're just bad. But the Orioles, they haven't signed a big free agent in, like, five years. Yeah, it also kind of blew me away because, like, wouldn't you want to be more critical of a team like the Guardians or the Indians who are more selling off their players and trying to be bad when they're already, like, good players and contenders just because they don't want to pay their players rather than a team yeah. who's just bad? Like, I I don't know. I understand. That's a good point on, like, they're not signing anybody, but it just kind of confused me in general because I was like, yeah, the, the reason the Astros are so good is because they were so bad. Like, I'm against tanking in baseball too, but they're not the only ones to do it. Like, the Astros tanked which led them to a World Series. Like, their tanking got them yeah. Altuve, Correa, Bregg. It built them 10 years of success. Yeah, I probably criticize the Orioles more for rebuild. Like, this is a bad rebuild, I think. I see. I think the criticism more shouldn't be on the fact that they tanked. It should just be on the fact that they, they tanked wrongly. Like, or their, their tank should have been, like, I don't know, better strategized. I think you just fire as a GM. Like, it's not the, I don't yeah. think it's an organizational problem. I just think it's bad strategy it's it's a time in history that you'll just want to forget about as soon as it's over yeah and hopefully it's over soon but it is like a really historic i do think it is a historically bad stretch for a team that is it's insane how long the orioles have just been dismissed as like oh they're bad like and when will that end they do have adley rushman who's now the number one prospect in baseball but it feels like for how bad they've been, they should have, like, a lot of number one prospects. It's true. It's a fair point. And maybe they are a representation of, like, bad teams in baseball. But I am just really don't believe that baseball has a competitive balance problem. I don't believe that. I don't think that's true. No. And a lot of people are using yeah. the Orioles as that example of, like, baseball has a tanking issue. And I don't believe they do. So yeah. I, I, I think don't that's think what a... kind of bothers me. Yeah, that's just seems wrong there's not a tanking issue it's just the orioles are one of the few teams that can't win yeah i don't think you can go to like the cba and be like we have a competitive balance issue in baseball look at the orioles i don't think that they're deliberately bad i just think they're kind of dumb that's kind of mean but i just think that they i think they're whatever whoever was put in charge of his rebuild had a vision for the rebuild and maybe it's coming true and maybe like adley rushman is the, the starter of that but i just think the ways they constructed this roster was just poorly managed in that rebuild. Yeah. It's a full... Like, they didn't do a retool or a two-year or three-year rebuild like some other teams are doing. They're doing a full, like, five- to six-year scrap everything slowly, slowly build up, complete rebuild that we don't... You don't really see that. Like, look at the... Uh, I'm trying to say... Look at the Royals. The Royals have been bad for a few years now, and this year they're still a bad team. But just because they signed a couple guys in the offseason and made an ESPN article once or twice, that automatically makes them, like, moving towards a better future, even though the players they signed aren't a part of their future. I -hmm. get it. Like, they're stopgappers, but the record at the end of the the day isn't better. Like, they make more interesting storylines, but the record isn't those. Carlos Santana isn't the reason the Royals are going to win their next World Series. So, is the issue that the Orioles aren't making enough articles like for like espn are they not creating enough buzz is that the problem i guess that makes sense it just confuses me 
Yeah, it, it probably is a part of that, just how they haven't been a part of the conversation. Last year, we got a little bit. They started good in the 60-game season, but that died off, and it's like, when is this team going to be competitive? So it, it probably is a lot of that where they don't make signings, they don't they don't play spoiler, they're just going to win 50 games, and that just sucks. But I don't think it, as you said, I don't think it's a competitive balance issue, it's just sucks for Orioles fans. Yeah, like, the Detroit Lions have been terrible in football forever. It's just what happens. And I also look at, if I was going to be critical of one team, I they signed Freddie Galvis, gave him a, a quarter-million-dollar bonus if they traded him, and then they traded him. So they signed a player, say, hey, come play here. You play good. We'll put you in a better situation. Compare that to what the Rockies did with Trevor Story. They just left him out there to, like, hang and do nothing all year because they didn't want to get criticism. The Orioles are doing their thing. They're a bad team? Yes. Is it good for baseball that they're bad? No. But I don't think they're, like, the end-all, be-all of baseball. I was like, all right, guys, let's take it easy on Bolt. They had yeah. a bad year. Let them cut them some slack. Yeah, maybe they'll have a good year in a couple years. Maybe they won't. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Sorry, I had to defend my Orioles Twitter accounts. Yeah, I, I can kind of see you as an Orioles fan in a couple years. I, I You could get me. I'm very much rooting for the Orioles now to kind of shove it down everybody's face and be like, blow off odds are bad for that very bad i don't have good betting odds but i'm rooting for it i'm here for it yeah passion play very true time for the last segment of the episode the new segment that we'll do every time if we remember our shout outs of the week we think a lot of weird thoughts baseball related and not baseball related so this is going to be where we just shout out the one thing that has captured our heart captured our mind captured our soul captured our toes for the week would you like me to go first or you I'll go first because I have baseball related, and then I think you have, like, a plot for yours, so I'll let you go second. Mine is Shohei Otani, who was competing mm-hmm. in the Little League, Little League World Series game on Sunday Night Baseball, and he was doing a lot of fan meet and greets before, you know, looking like a handsome fella, and I noticed a crowd of people around him, and he was signing a bunch of autographs for little kids, and then there were a couple pushy adults just trying to get their baseball signed. And all I could think of was, these guys are going to try to go sell this on eBay or something. And Shohei Otani didn't even look them in the eyes. He didn't look at them, didn't acknowledge them at all. He just went to every kid, signed their stuff, and then left. And I say, thank you. Because if you're like a grown man or person, and you're like trying to get in the way of a kid getting his glove signed so you can get your trading card signed, like, go eat a bug, dude. So good for Shohei Otani. Grow the game. That's a good one. I like that. Shohei... Good move. Miss. Adults who act like kids. Weird. Weird move. So just ignore them. Help help the next generation, which Shohei is a part of. Do what the rest of us depressed older people are doing. Just build a man cave and put all your memorabilia down there. Don't go out in public and ruin yeah. little Jackson's day to get your Tops card signed. Yeah. Or Fanatics Come card. On. It's not Tops anymore. True. True. We talk about that in next episode. Patreon. Patreon.com. Patreon. We'll talk about my, that. <laughs> my shout out of the week is Rubik's Cube, Rubik's, huh? Rubik's Cube art and talking, apparently. You know when people make, like, murals out of Rubik's Cubes? I do. I've recently stumbled upon this. Yeah. I cannot even begin to figure out how they do that. There must be math involved. There must be just some sort of genius-nisticity in their brain. But if you can do that, that's crazy. And if anyone wants to make a mural... Of me at a Rubik's Cubes, don't. That's a waste of your time. But it's you... very impressive that you can do that. And it's one of those things that just keeps me up at night. Like, 
some people are just born with that talent that they can make pictures out of Rubik's cubes, and I can't even solve one. So, good on you. Is there some cheating going on here? Are there some sticker peeling? Yeah, but even if there is, it's still impressive. Just because my brain doesn't work like that, where I can true. Like I, I might be colorblind. I don't even know. You like, could you're be. I see one right of the monop- I, I googled some Rubik's cube art just to get some feel for some. They have a Monopoly Man one that is just. I don't care if you pick or stick or peeled or not. That's his gas. It's insane. It it's like detailed artwork out of little Rubik's cubes. It's crazy. It is crazy. I didn't. I guess we're an art pod now because I want to go buy one of these. Someone make up We Got Ice Jack Rubik's Cube Art. Send it in to our magical P.O. box because that's all we want. True. You send in all of the Rubik's Cubes? Yeah, we have to figure it out. We have to piece it together. Yeah, we have to just redo it. (laughs) Have you ever even come close to solving a Rubik's Cube? Not even relatively close. I lose interest in six minutes. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I get like four squares, and I'm like, how am I supposed to get this one? Makes yeah. no sense. It's not happening. It's impossible. But that's all we got. That's our shout-out for the week. So at the end of every episode, we'll shout-out something cool, guys. We love that. And we'll shout you out at the beginning of every episode if you join our Patreon today. Extra episode, access to a Discord server, merch discounts, behind-the-scenes content, and more. Get the latest on We Got Us, what we're doing, and what's coming up because we got a lot of cool stuff. Patreon.com slash We Got Ice. Subscribe, notifications, Instagram, TikTok, We Got Ice Baseball, Twitter, We Got Ice BB. And we'll be back Friday with another episode. So take it easy and stay chilly. Kiss your dogs. Peace. Peace.